Hi friend, this is Alex McRobbs, founder of The Mindful Life Practice, and you're listening to the Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I'm a Canadian who moved across the world to the Middle East at age 23, and I never went back. I got sober in 2019, and I now live full-time in Bali, Indonesia. I've made it my mission to help other women around the world stop drinking, start yoga, and change their lives through my online Sober Girls Yoga community. You're not alone, and a sober life can be fun and fulfilling. Let me show you how. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Sober Yoga Girl podcast. I am really excited to be sitting here with Susie Streelman. And Susie is the founder of Zero Proof Experiences, and she has started the Sober in the City events, which I'm sure you've seen if you're part of the sober internet, uh, you know, Facebook, Instagram world. I've sh- I'm sure you've seen these events popping up because lots of uh, big names, big people in the sober community have been going to these events around the states. And it's a little bit far from me from Bali, but I've been watching from afar and I just think it's amazing. So I'm really excited to have you here and to to learn more about it. Alex, it is great to be here with you, Sober Yoga Girl. I have been listening to your podcast for, I don't know how long, over two years. How long has it been going? Two years, two years next month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been kind of in love with yoga for the last 15 years, I would say. So, and also in love with travel and Bali. Bali is one of those places I have been once, I have been once and you cannot get Bali out of your mind. So true. Yeah. Yeah. So really in, enjoyed all you've had so many different podcasts I re- remember when you used to do like the the yoga panel too yes oh my gosh yeah. that <laughs> fell apart because because when I moved to Bali we could not get all the time zones in one room <laughs> because I was just yeah. too far and that was why we actually stopped doing it because it would have to be like midnight for me <laughs> <laughs> mm, that you know that does make sense so I can see it but maybe sometime when you get over here you'll have to bring that back sometime that would be awesome <laughs> yeah that would be fun so yeah I live in Long Beach and let's see I I guess I'm a somewhat recent member of what you might call the alcohol-free arena which I think is absolutely crazy this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like dry January 2023. What do, is that a thing in Bali at all? Or maybe not so much. Like I mean, have you I, heard of dry January there? I, I mean, I know it's a thing because I'm like on clicked into like the Facebook Instagram sure. world, but I don't know if it's happening so much here because. Well, first of all, Ubud is kind of like sober village, like city, you know, <laughs> but I am, I am down in um, Seminyak right now, which is more of a tourist spot. And right. I think because people are on vacation, they just seem to be like drinking as normal. Like I think, cause it's a vacation spot. It's like a little different, but um, I definitely see that dry January movement happening all over my social media, which is just, it's incredible. It's amazing. Right. It is. I just found an article based on their Google trends, we're saying that this year, there is a 259% increase in interest in dry January, 2023 compared to 2022. So that is 
really huge. You know, sometimes you feel like you're just noticing it because, you know, we notice things like mocktails, alcohol-free beer, et cetera. Yeah. But I really think something's changing. I, I posted something on my Instagram. I don't know if you saw it yesterday. Someone sent me this article and I was, I was blown away by it. It was, um, about a, a science, a scientific study that was done in Canada in 2017 to put cancer uh, warning labels on bottles. And they ran it for a month. And then the Canadian government ended up having to, so the alcohol industry intervened and the Canadian government had to pull the experiment because they couldn't afford the lawsuit is like what happened. And the national news was reporting on it. And I was like, I cannot believe this is in CBC, which is like the national, you know, news in Canada. And that I feel even, you know, at the time it happened in 2017, I don't think that made the news, you know, and I just feel like there's this breakthrough movement happening around sobriety. Absolutely. Right. Like it is really escalating, maybe yeah. on steroids, if you will. So it- <laughs> It is exciting, though there's still, you know, perhaps a little work to do. So I, I guess I would describe myself as an expert breaker, right? You know, a little break here, and a little break there. Maybe, I'm not sure who has said this before, but I've read it in a couple of places where maybe it might take you like a decade to make a decision a lot of times. Like from, from the time you first start thinking about it for a lot of people, you know, and that makes sense for me, you know, not everybody, but, um, it takes a lot of, you know, maybe trial and error, just thoughts, things coming up. So, you know, I've, I've done a a 30 day break before actually the first time I did that was, um, after seeing a doctor and, just, you know, just for a normal checkup and my liver enzymes were a little bit high. Now I'm a pretty health minded person, like fitness, nutrition, all that have been a pretty high value. So it definitely grabbed my attention, maybe more than it would have for some people. And he suggested I take a 30 day break. And I was like, what, really? (laughs) So, you know, I made it through the 30 days, sure enough, my liver enzymes went down. And, you know, I did cut back then, actually, I kind of would would manage it. Um, You know, they would creep up and then go back down. So I just, I guess, occasionally would take a break, like I did a couple of Lent seasons. 50 days, it's a pretty long time, right, Alex? Yeah. (laughs) so but then it was you know kind of right back to oh okay champagne on easter right lent is over um and i was pretty proud of myself for doing those 50 days so yeah i guess more uh recently i signed up for a longer break like i actually joined the um Sober Sis, Jen Couch program. I've heard so Uh, much about this program recently. (laughs) I'm actually going to have her on my podcast soon. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, she's a great friend. She spoke at our Sober in the City event in Austin. I remember. uh, That's where I met her. Right. Yeah. So, so super fun. And 
Yeah. So that was, that was a big change for me. The, the mindset really, really changed at that time. What, what, what was it <laughs> that changed though? Right. Um, I will say that one thing that was really a game changer was meeting other people too, that felt the same goals and interests, like was just going to take a break and see how it went. Um, another really big game changer though, I believe is the alcohol-free beverage industry because, you know, a few years back, I mean, if we look at all the things that are existing right now, Alex, I mean, so many of the products that I really enjoy did not exist three years ago. So true. Right. So, yeah. And um, I think actually when I was in Bali, (laughs) I keep, I keep going back to Bali. I can't help it. But I remember going to the beach clubs there. And, you know, I do think that part of, part of the population that lives there does not drink. Right. Mm -hmm. So they do have quite a bit. Like I remember a couple of pages of alcohol-free drink menus at that beach club. And I thought it was fantastic. Um, no, I, I was also drinking then too, but no, I would kind of go back and forth. And isn't Mm -hmm. that nice to have those options? So I think with zero proof experiences, that is a a big goal is let's provide alcohol free option for you, whether you want to take, you know, a night off a week off or 10 years off whatever you want. I love that. I have a question for you about um, the the mocktails and alcohol-free beers, because I posted something in a sober Facebook group. I don't know if you saw this, but I posted something in a sober Facebook group um, maybe about a month ago about having an alcohol-free beer. And I got some feedback from people that, you know, there's a lot of people that feel that those can like impede your sobriety or, you know, get in the way or create a problem. And I notice in the sober in the city that there's quite a few people joining those events who I know as part of like, uh, AA or 12 step programs, which kind of have that belief around the alcohol free drinks. And so I was wondering, like, have you encountered that? Have people had that conversation? Um, and what's your sort of thoughts around that? Yeah. I like how you say you got the feedback and, I think everybody should do what they enjoy and what they're comfortable Mm -hmm. with. So AA has been more traditionally kind of anti anything that mimicked, I guess, or even had the same look as alcohol. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me like that's changing some. It is a, it's a pretty big focus, honestly, of our events. And I, I think we're very upfront about that. It's yeah. pretty, you know, obvious from the the promotions that we do. So if that's something that you really don't want to try, it might not be the event for you. If if you're coming to a point because your opinion might change from yeah. you know six years ago or six months from now, it it might be something that you enjoy later. 
I was actually just kind of talking to my sister. She's doing dry January this year. Amazing. And (laughs) so she was saying that um, she went to Winco to buy some alcohol-free drinks and they didn't have a lot. (laughs) So I was, you know, giving her some ideas of where she might pick some up. Um, So she didn't mind like having the sparkling water and this or that, but she did say that sometimes in the evening, it would be nice to have something that's a little more special. And yeah, for me, I've really noticed that a lot. Like, for example, if you had walked in to, which I wish you had, um, our Sober in the City (laughs) event in Austin, I don't think you would not have any idea whether there was alcohol there or not. And I just had a a conversation with another uh, drink founder recently that he was saying, it's, it's so much in your head. Like you can still have a luxury experience being out to dinner, Mm -hmm. being at a beach barbecue, um, watching the sunset in Bali. And it's, it is nice. I, I think a lot of us feel this way. It's nice to have something special to drink just like everybody else is, is doing. And you, you'll probably be surprised. It does take a little practice though, but you'll probably be surprised at a certain point when you go and you're, you're, you're enjoying the experience. You're enjoying the taste of the food. You're enjoying the people that you're with. Hopefully you're enjoying some fantastic alcohol-free wine or mixed zero-proof cocktails. If you like, if you like, I do think that can a hundred percent add to the experience. Yeah, absolutely. And you're so right about it being in your head because I, you know, I had this experience when I was living in Kuwait, it's a dry country, it's an alcohol-free country. And there were a lot of nights where I would end up at, you know, a restaurant or at whatever event and have to be sober and think that like the the thing was ruined because I couldn't drink. And it's so funny because now I'm, you know, I'm older and wiser and I've done the sobriety thing for a while. And I realized like, because I was so obsessed with how much the night sucked because I was sober, I was like ruining it for myself. Right. And so it's all just kind of a mental story that we narrate to ourselves about what's going on, how we're experiencing it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I certainly know what it's like to believe that your life would not be complete without alcohol. Yeah. I certainly know what that's like to believe that. So Susie, how long have you been alcohol free for? Uh, A little over two years. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So when I took that break, I should say I had no intention of really making this a long term plan. And yeah, for now, I am really enjoying it. I I describe myself as alcohol free. And I feel I guess, I don't I don't know when it was, it was kind of exciting to get, you know, a little, a little bit of time. So somewhere it might have been around six months, where I just started to feel more drawn to the alcohol free lifestyle. Yeah, than I was to kind of drinking wine at night or maybe kind of taking up the headspace of 
am I going to have one glass tonight or tomorrow or three glasses that day? Because there's, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of room, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at our events, we're really trying to create, we're trying to navigate a bit through this social scene. Which, I you think, know, for, yeah. I was just going to share for a lot of people, that's like the most difficult thing is like, how do you tell people that you're alcohol free? How do you tell people that you're sober? How do you navigate, you know, social events? And so I love that because it's giving people an opportunity to to have fun, to enjoy, to try some new types of drinks. And it's real, it's like practicing for like going, you know, back into the events where there are, where there is alcohol. Right. Because we know that socializing alcohol-free can be awkward, mm-hmm. but totally. also sometimes socializing is just a little awkward depending on, on what it is. But what I've seen is that people come, they have this experience. Of course, we're making it pretty, you know, really comfortable, really easy because everybody's coming because they want to experience mm-hmm. an alcohol-free evening, an alcohol-free weekend. So for example, in Palm Springs next month, we're going to be experiencing a whole weekend in a typical American city, kind of an American resort city, really. So this will be a unique destination for us, alcohol-free. And we're not just going to be like sitting around in our hotel rooms, although there's pool time if you want, but we have a lot of activities. We've got, you know, a panel. We're going to have this time for the, <clears throat> excuse me, a solo social for the first time. And that's going to be for anybody that is coming solo. And over half of the people attending are coming solo, Alex. That's amazing. So talk about brave. Seriously. <laughs> and imaginative. Yeah. Yeah. So what we see, though, is they're coming to this event. They're having a good time. They're being, we, we learned in Sacramento when we had Josh, the non-alcoholic, come and he was our bartender he shared with us and we got a lot of feedback after that event that people want to know more about the products. They want to know more about how to use them, how to make an easy drink, a sophisticated drink and where to get it. Right. It's probably a little hard after people come, they experience the whole event. They go home and I think, you feel a little empowered and I'm sure you've had this experience, you know, at some of your retreat get togethers that you've had, for example, and, and some of your attendees, I'm sure they go home just feeling empowered. I can hear them in the post event group say, you know, I went home and I ordered this and that, that we tasted at sober in the city and I brought it to the barbecue. I shared it with their friends. So it really, I think, builds confidence. Like, you don't expect, Alex, every time you go out to a restaurant to have 600 alcohol-free choices, right? But once in a while, it's nice to just experience that, really a full experience. And maybe 
you know, maybe you're just deciding if you like it or not. Mm-hmm. The alcohol will always be there if, you know, you want to go back. <laughs> but it might be, you know, just a, a fun thing to try, kind of a little checkup and, and see what you think. A lot of the options, too, not that this is the very most important thing, but they're pretty low calorie, right? Mm-hmm. Like a large glass of wine can be like 20 to 30 calories compared to like 100 and whatever. Um, yeah. A regular glass of wine. So that's one thing I didn't realize until, I don't know, about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't think it would be that much different. Why is it so different? Do you know? Well, as a matter of fact, I was talking to Josh, the non-alcoholic, and I'll tell you what he said. He said, Alex, that apparently alcohol has a lot of calories. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure, right? (laughs) That's so interesting because I wouldn't expect it to be the actual alcohol. Like I would expect it to be all this, all the other stuff, the sugar, um, so that's really interesting. I was wondering, so you said to me that you did a first sober in the city dinner about a year ago, and it's really grown since then. So take me through that. Like what made you decide to start the movement and like, how has that grown? Yeah, so it was actually just almost exactly a year ago here in downtown Long Beach, a natural event. And I think I started an Instagram account a little before that. Just started asking some questions, maybe had a dream of making some alcohol-free travel options. And thought maybe I could just start with a dinner. Like, let's bite something off a, a little bit. And, you know, just messaging, got a few people involved. And we put together a little, it's a lovely dinner, downtown Long Beach for 45 people. Several of the ladies wanted to have another one in Sacramento. Um, we had Carolina um, Euphoric speak at our first event, and then Peggy Cooney. You know, it certainly has been a lot of people stepping up. I think you you realize, I think you know a lot of the people yeah. that have stepped up to really contribute and make this happen. It, it certainly isn't my event. It's it's a collaborative effort to really bring people together and and showcase that it's absolutely possible to have a really nice evening and a really nice weekend, maybe. That's amazing. And so you have Palm Springs coming up in February, um, which those of you who are listening to this podcast, I think it's going to come out early February and Palm Springs is at the end of February. So if anyone who is listening is interested in that, I'm going to make sure the link is in the episode show notes. But what else do you have coming up after Palm Springs? Like, what's your vision for Sober in the City? Yeah, Palm Springs is going to be exciting. We're staying at a resort, actually. So that'll be a little new for us. We've got pickleball and, and quite a lineup of activities, including yoga and, and sound baths and so on. Amazing. But we're going to plan for two events. It looks like we'll be heading to Maine in September of this year. 
And so just two events this year, we're, we're going to take a little time to regroup after February and, you know, kind of make serious plans. We, we'd like to get more dates out ahead of time. Now, speaking of Bali, we would love and we are talking and working and making plans to come to Bali in the summer of 2024. So exciting. <laughs> and so that'll obviously be a longer trip, right? So about a week. Now, Bali is a special place. Oh, and you live, how do you say, is it Ubud or Ubud? It's, so I think the official pronunciation is Ubud. But um, a lot of people call it Ubud, like I call it Ubud. Um, so either or. <laughs> okay. okay, so you can get away with whatever. But I think sober in the city, Ubud or Ubud sounds pretty nice. But uh, there's other beautiful places on Bali too. I think it might be nice. And, you know, we'll have to talk about this more, Alex, later to you know, maybe kind of do a few days down at the beach. Tengu yeah. comes to mind. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. And of course, you do have to go to Ubu, but like you have to. Yeah. But also, what about, here, I'm going to massacre more names. Munduk? Munduk? Where? Munduk. The um, Munduk area, also up in the mountains, past Ubu, towards West Valley. I haven't been there. I don't know it. Mm. That might be nice, going up mm. to the mountains. I love that. We passed through, yeah. Uh, so have you had any um, exciting interactions with monkeys? We do have some monkeys in, in Ubud, and I've had some kind of I had one stand on his hind legs and pull my coffee cup out of my hands <laughs> um and but I haven't seen any like I've I've visited the monkey forest um yeah. but is there are there a lot of monkeys in in the mountain area in Mandoc? you know what I think there are honestly where we went over to I believe it's West Bali where you have a view of Java yeah there so it's it's more quiet right you've probably been there beautiful views over there that's a little bit of a trek not sure if we'll get quite that far but i know i ran into a whole group of monkeys on a morning wow. run over there and i was like really excited like oh, how cute but they actually sort of they sort of scared me Alex. they sort of came at me and and poor teeth a little bit <laughs> So I had to pick up a big stick. <laughs> it, was, it was a little exciting. <laughs> I, I needed a, I needed a running buddy, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like beautiful nature over there and beautiful snorkeling, I believe, and diving. Although you have that kind of all over the island, right? Yeah. And surfing as well. Yes, yeah, surfing down in Kuta. Yeah, so we're kind of anxious to get a, maybe a date on that. 
I'm so excited about it. It's um, <laughs> Bali has really felt since I've been here, like it's a bit of a sober capital right now. And there's so many sober people from the sober world coming through and visiting. And I just love the opportunities to meet people and connect with them and share what I do and build this kind of international community. So I'm so excited about this retreat. I just think it's going to be amazing. I think so. I think so. And I know you've got retreats like on the regular, correct? In Bali. I do. So I not only do my own ones, um, but I also work with a, a retreat company here and and teach on their retreats. And so this year I'm just fully, I have an event every single month, which is just wild. And I never like, this would be, this was like a life of my dreams. You know, I just can't believe I'm, I'm doing it. And it's just, yeah, it's amazing. So that's fantastic. I didn't realize, I know I've, I've seen a lot of people that are making plans to go over there like this spring and summer. So I didn't know you were teaching at a lot of those retreats. I am. Yeah. I'm teaching at, um, I think I have four sober retreats this year with different sober communities from Instagram, which is really cool. (laughs) Yeah. That is so exciting. Oh, that's awesome. Also, look forward to the pictures because, you know, it's taking us a little longer to get there. We're making plans and committed to a few other things first. We have had a lot of requests for the East Coast and Florida as well. So we'll most likely be there in 2024. Amazing. Perfect. Well, Susie, this has been so amazing. I've loved hearing about your story and all the events you have planned. And I'm really excited to be part of the Bali one for sure. But potentially, I mean, Maine sounds good to me too. So I'll uh, keep you posted. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's not too far from your family. So not. I think we should definitely swing by. Yeah, that would be amazing. I have one last question for you. I'm wondering if you had any advice for someone who was just starting their sober curious journey, what advice would it be? I would say just be curious. Like, don't be afraid to give it a try. You might, you might try it and decide like me that you like it or, you know, you you might not, but just be curious. Like when you go out, alcohol free ask yourself what's fun about this what's not fun about this am i having more fun am i having less fun make some note as to why that that would be my suggestion i think curious curiosity goes goes a long way into making decisions of what you would like to do love it awesome well thank you so much Susie. it was so awesome to connect with you and hear more about your story and your journey. And I'm excited to meet you soon. I know it will be soon. <laughs> it will be soon. And, and one day um, it will be easy to obtain an elegant alcohol-free option when out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> one day. So thank you so much for having me. It's just a joy to hang out and chat with you. Thank you so much, Susie. I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
Hi friend, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Sober Yoga Girl Podcast. This community wouldn't exist without you here, so thank you. It would be massively helpful if you could subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast so it can reach more people. If we haven't met yet in real life, please come get your one-week free trial of the Sober Girls Yoga membership and see what we're all about. Sending you love and light wherever you are in the world.